All right, good afternoon, everybody. Andrew Filipponi, Chris Muller, and Donnie Football as we give you kind of a post game to Mike Tomlin's final press conference of the year. And you heard some of the bigger sound bites right there on the offensive coordinator search, Kenny Pickett, and who the quarterback will be in 2024. Tomlin more transparent than usual. I think that probably came from his owner based on how the last press conference went when he stormed out and how the season ended with another disappointing playoff loss. But I do think we got some answers we can actually sink our teeth into today, Chris. And I would say coming out of this, I feel a little bit better about the direction of the team. Why? Well, because the first thing that we played, Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan, promote from within, do the typical same old Steelers stuff. Give me the next Randy Feekner or Matt Canada. That ain't happening. And what we didn't play there was when Mike DeFabo asked Tomlin how they'll go about hiring the next offensive coordinator, and he mentioned that Rooney and Khan will be involved. So he's not just left to his own devices. He didn't tell us who will have the ultimate say, but I would think if the owner is going to be apprised of and involved in the offensive coordinator hire, if he's in that process, he's going to make the ultimate call. I don't think he would get involved in the interviews or pick out the interviews and then say, all right, Mike, now you're on your own. Do you think the answer about Faulkner and Sullivan not being considered connects directly to the fact that Mike said those three will make the decision, that if it was left up to him, he might have promoted from within? God, I hope not. God, I hope not. I saw a lot of people, you said it too, which surprised me, um, seemingly in a complimentary tone, say, wow, that was the most transparent, honest Mike Tomlin presser ever. So what? Why should I give a crap about that? Well, it's jarring because he's usually the opposite, and we have to infer things, and we have to Does speculate. it mean that I'm going to get better results next year, or that he's going to make hires that people like? Does no, it mean that this team's direction is, is headed in the right direction? It, it doesn't, but at least we got a peek behind the curtain. I mean, did you expect today that he was going to give us a straight answer on what they were going to search for in an offensive coordinator? I didn't expect him to just shut the door on the two guys who were his coordinator the back half of the season. I think that, that was his, something different from Tomlin. I think that his walkout. I'm not giving him a pat on the back for it. I'm just saying that's what he did. I think that his walkout was not received by the public the way he and they thought it would be. I think it was planned because Chuck Knoll did it. I think they saw the backlash that they got for him walking out like that, the way that it was framed, and they made a collective decision that he needed to go out there and be a little bit more conciliatory. But I think that's probably right. I'm certainly not going to fall all over myself. Oh, there's zero uh, fawning on my end. No, but I saw it from other people. I didn't, I'm not accusing you of fawning. I would never say you were a fawner. You don't fawn. Fawn-free zone. Uh, but this, I, I just, I got this weird sense that people were like, it's a new era. It's a different Mike Tomlin and a different Steelers. He was so transparent. I don't, I don't sense that. I don't sense that because he was more honest about how things might go, we should have a lot more faith. You know what the number one takeaway for me is? The quarterback's on the roster already. And if you want to get technical, Mason Rudolph's not on the roster because he's now going to be a free agent. But let's just for argument's say that he means Kenny and then they intend to keep Mason, which is one of my inferences. The way he talked about Mason, he praised him more in like 30 seconds worth of question answers today when asked directly about him than he did in five years. But he years. said it as Kenny Pickett as the one, and if Rudolph comes back, he's the competition. He's the two. Correct. I think that he thinks that they're going to get Mason Rudolph back. And I do actually think he wants him back. But guess where all – and I – listen – I praised Mason as much as anybody because I thought he deserved it for the way he played by and large in those four games. That still puts them at the bottom of the AFC heap in terms of quarterbacking. There's no, there cannot be a, a possible 
argument against that point. The Jets will have, at least by reputation, a better quarterback next year in Rodgers. The Bills are better than them at quarterback. The Dolphins probably are because in that system, Tua is still better by and large than what they have. The rest of their division, maybe not the Browns because who knows what Watson looks like, but definitely the Bengals and the Ravens have better quarterbacks. Houston has a way better quarterback. Jacksonville has a better quarterback. The Colts have a guy they picked in the top five who was looking pretty good. And honestly, Minshew's probably better in balance than either of those guys. I could keep going here. The Titans don't have one yet. The, the Chiefs obviously do. The Chargers do. So where does that leave you in a 16-team conference? Maybe 11th if I'm being charitable? Well, it, it it's going to get us the answer that you think we already have, which is Pickett can't play in this league. Tomlin acknowledged that he thinks next year is a huge year for him. It sounds like made it very plain and obvious today. Plan A is bring in a new offensive coordinator from the outside and see if that makes Kenny Pickett a good quarterback. And it's his Waterloo. It's his final stand. It's his last shot to show them that he's the quarterback they drafted him to be. And if you also take Tomlin at his word, he's not guaranteed 17 games of that. He's not given the full season. There's somebody that's going to be behind him that if he screws it up with a new offensive coordinator, there's a guy in the bullpen who's warming up who's ready to go. That sounds like the configuration here. Then taken with what Mike also said about championships are still the standard, every year that they don't win a title is ultimately a year he is disappointed when he said that over and over again. This offensive coordinator hire is one of the most consequential things the franchise has done in years. You know what this is? Yes. To answer that question, yes. It's really something that should have been done last year. But it wasn't. It wasn't, so it's a, it's delayed, and instead what it sounds like we're going to get is this is the year of discovery with Pickett in his third year. Put up or shut up time. Yeah. And then if it's shut and, up because he doesn't well, put up, then but, they're back to but, square but one But I understand how if I'm in your position, and I'm to be honest with you, Chris, I'm not that far away from where you are, but I understand if you started your offseason dreams for the Steelers were they need a Justin Fields. They need a quarterback in the first round. They need somebody else who's not competition for Kenny Pickett. He's someone that is clearly seen as a guy who is promoted ahead of Kenny Pickett and is elevated to be their starting quarterback. Mike Tomlin told you that you're not getting that today. So all these things, like all these clips that we've played from ESPN and other places the last two days about you know Orlovsky, I would be in on Baker Mayfield, I would be in on Kirk Cousins, that ain't happening. So if you were holding out hope for that, I think you're pretty pissed off today. Well, I also think there's another part of this this equation that connects to the offensive coordinator. I just saw a clip uh, or a tweet. Cliff Kingsbury, who's called plays, obviously, in this league, who's been a head coach in this league, is interviewing for the Bears' offensive coordinator job, and he was Caleb Williams' coach at USC, his quarterback's coach. So he's going to get the offensive coordinator interview there. If you're a coordinator who's out there, Mike also said uh, that he wants somebody with previous OC experience. Jay Gruden, siren. woo woo he wants somebody with previous OC experience. If you were a guy trying to get back into the league at that position and maybe you've done the job before, maybe you even had some success before, before losing your job, what's a more attractive place to land? A place that might get a Caleb Williams or might keep a Justin Fields or might get a Drake May or somebody like that? Or a place where it looks like it's going to be Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett and somebody else? I would say probably those other places. The only thing that's a little bit... Um complicated about Chicago is that the head coach is I'm just using them as a basic example. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. It's, it's about like, the player it's strictly, at the position. If it's strictly, would you rather attach your ride 
hitch a ride on the Caleb Williams train or Kenny Pickett, that is an easy one. It's the it's Williams. But you can he, say that about several draftable, probably almost every draftable quarterback, because an OC would want a blank canvas. You yeah, know, he'd a want a, a Drake May, hoping that he's the next C.J. Stroud or something like that. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, so it sounds to me like you are not more encouraged by no, what not. happened today. No, well, I'm just I I feel like I even know- though the offensive coordinator search is more in line with what I wanted, and I know what you wanted too. I just don't want to fall into the trap, and if it makes me sound like a cynical, miserable piece of garbage, fine. <laughs> like I don't care. But I don't. I just. Donnie, is it doing that? Are you hearing cynical, miserable piece like of I know, garbage? I know in, that I'm a nasty. I know that I'm a nasty sob when I want to be, and I know that I'm in that mode today. I just. I saw so much talk, and I'm not going to name names. It's people who have done the beat writer job there for a long time, who have good sources, who work hard. I was just struck by how many people lined up to talk about how honest and transparent he was today, and he was more so than normal, yes. as if that fact alone matters. I don't know if that's what they were going for. I appreciated it, but that doesn't like have me singing a different tune about him as a coach. Donnie, you feel better or worse after this press conference? I mean, I want to feel better, but the big thing is the the actions always speak louder than the words. So I'm encouraged by Mike Tomlin saying, Hey, we're going to look externally. We're going to look outside for offensive coordinator candidates. Uh, you know, I appreciate what what Eddie and Mike did, but we're going to look for somebody outside who has coordinating experience. And in this he said league. it's not going to be his call. Now it comes down to them actually doing it. But how about the Kenny Pickett part? Him being their number one quarterback next year. So he and <clears throat> something I also thought was a little bit odd whenever he got asked about do you believe that there is a franchise quarterback on your roster? He gave a little pause there, and he didn't give the most sure yes that I've ever heard, or at least I've ever heard from him. It seemed like he had to think about it for a second. He was a little bit reluctant to say yes. He wants to still have belief that that guy is there. Well, my, I think my, wisely my, he said yes. My, but- spin, my spin on that is, is that Art Rooney wants Kenny Pickett to have a fresh start with a new offensive coordinator and that Mike is at least comfortable with that arrangement for next year. That's how I take it. That's my take. Like he might well, but there are there were he he did at sometimes gush about Pickett at this press conference. He did say some very complimentary things about him. I thought he took time he, I thought he took pains to talk about how much even better the intangibles and the maturity yeah. were. What every I by the way, I'll give a lot of credit to everybody that was in that room. I think with like maybe one exception, almost every question that I thought reasonably would have been answered I, was asked. But the one thing that I think could have used a follow up is maybe in more blunt terms, Mike, like Kenny just did not seem particularly thrilled with any of this. And I know that that kind of got asked, and he just chose to use that as he's a competitor. Yeah, he wasn't happy, but this is all hunky dory. I don't know. I, I I feel like he is taking great pains to emotionally protect a guy. You just you can sum it up this way. He talked for a half hour. What we think we learned is that their strategy offensively for next year is to have an outside offensive coordinator work with Kenny Pickett. Period. And that they hope and, it unlocks and, something that they and, haven't seen. And how does that make Steelers fans feel about what's next for this team? Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Reacting to Mike Tomlin's final press conference, they'll hire an outside OC. 
He said it will be with the help of Omar Khan and Art Rooney. And Kenny Pickett enters next year as quarterback one, but with competition. Tomlin asked, is your quarterback on your roster right now? His answer was yes. So if you had like a shrine at your house that had Russell Wilson's bobblehead or Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, they got some bad news from Mike Tomlin. Malsey wanted Baker Mayfield. Well, I said that 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 was a suggestion. Yes. That was my best suggestion. They're going and giving it three full years with a guy uh, who has not shown much in 24 starts. Your reaction at 412-928-9370. Let's start with Damon on the fan. Hello, Damon. Damon. Damon, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Hey, just a couple thoughts real quick. I got to agree with Malsey on something. Uh, Tomlin's one of those, I have to see the actions over words. But I think with him running out of that press conference when he got asked a question with his contract, I think Mr. Rooney may have treated him like the kid that acts up in the classroom until he gets pulled out and straightened up because the smugness is going out of him. I like that. He's not smug. He's not cocky. He doesn't feel untouchable. So it was nice to hear the things that he wants to do, but I'll believe it more when I see it in action. So, well, what do you make of their plan, Damon, to go with a to have Rooney involved in the OC hire and to have Pickett back as their quarterback next year? I I think the first part's great, but the second part I don't feel comfortable with. I think that we have enough of a body of work to know that, uh, I guess, as Tomlin stated, no one's anointed. To the position of franchise quarterback, do you believe, that? Do you believe that part of it, Damon? Like hypothetically, if I don't, Mason believe, Rudolph's I don't back, believe that. So you think if Rudolph's back, he doesn't really have a chance to win the job? No, no. I I I think that we, we've already seen that. I think uh, that's just. Co- Thank you, Damon, so much. I think that's just that part of what he said. Anointing. I think that's just coach jargon. I think that's just what coaches say. I mean, he talked. He literally spent two years, uh, an entire summer, talking about competition, and it was Trubisky's job. The entire time. Oh, the irony. So I don't take him at face value on that whatsoever. Um, I would say that just from hearing them talk today, they don't think there's a body of work on Pickett because he's only had one plus game without Matt Canada as his offensive coordinator. And that they want to see what that looks like. And when I say they, I mean mostly the other two guys that that Mike mentioned, the GM of the team and the owner. In the sense that if they don't see what they like, goodbye like you think Mike is still more entrenched on his side I think Mike's clearly I think uh, of I think I think Mike is more comfortable with Kenny than Omar is for sure well Omar didn't pick Kenny right he was not part of the Tomlin Colbert Rooney brain trust that had a theoretical say in that process I would imagine Andy Weidel who has a big can, say in things also is not can I tell you what it kind of feels like and this did not end well feels a little bit like what went on with Mac Jones where he had two boobs, giddy, 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 or whatever. I didn't mean to say that in a sexual way, but I just said two boobs. I mean, in uh, Matt Patricia's case, it might have been literal. Yeah, and Mac Jones is not the skinniest guy either. Uh, he had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, and the answer there was, well, let's get a competent offensive coordinator in here, Bill O'Brien, who's been there, done that. And, and then that it didn't, didn't work anyway. didn't work. And then that was it. Yeah, but I think that that's with a plan here now. Let's get a real offensive coordinator in here. Mike, we're going to help you with that because the last time we left it up to you, you did a terrible job. 
and then we'll see in year three if he can he can get it done. One thing I, I guess I would say, if I'll take off the mean SOB hat for one second is... And then put it right back on? Oh, yeah, it's going to stay on for the rest of the show. I was a little surprised that, and granted, it's only his words, I was a little surprised that he seemed fairly cheery, fairly, conf- fairly confident, excuse me, when he was saying, oh, no, it'll be me, Omar, and Art, which means back channels, back room, whatever that discussion was, he came out of it understanding that he doesn't get to have carte blanche. Here's Kevin next. Hello, Kevin. Hi, uh, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Uh, been listening to your show for quite a long time, and I just Thank had you, to Kevin. call in. I haven't heard anybody talk about this, but, uh, you know, we we watched Kenny Pickett for the last year and a half, and, you know, Kenny showed you some good things, but, you know, Kenny always showed me he was just so nervous in the pocket. You know, he any little pressure at all, Kenny was ready to bail out of there, not wait that extra second or so for those receivers to get open like Mason would do. Mason would stand in there, and he would wait there for that extra half second or a second and take that shot. You know, and, that, and I think Mason showed a lot of that. But Mason showed me, I think in the last game in Buffalo in particular, that he's not a franchise quarterback. I think he's a solid backup quarterback. Um, he, he's what got would that make Pickett that. in your mind then? I, 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 I think Pickett is uh, – <laughs> I think the – I agree with you guys that want to get a new OC in there and see what he can do with him. But where my mind is at, and, and, and you mentioned Omar Khan, I think he did a fantastic job as GM that last year, the draft and what he did at free agency. He brought in a lot of great players in the draft. Those guys are really working out. I think, and I haven't heard anybody bring this up, but I, you think he might be aggressive and going after Justin Fields? No, absolutely not. I literally just said that five minutes ago, Kevin, that I think the way that Mike talked today about Pickett and the way he also talked about Rudolph ends that uh, wishing well prayer. He didn't answer when I asked him what he thinks Kenny is. If we're being fair about number of games played, there's less of a body of work for Mason to feel definitive about him. Well, I think you asked him that because if he thinks Mason did something better than Kenny and described Mason as only a solid backup but quarterback, he didn't answer. Well, then I know. Because I think he's afraid to say how, what he really feels about him. Which Does is that mean if, of me? No, which means if, if he thinks Mason's a solid backup, you can you can uh, deduce that he thinks that Kenny is just a backup. Get Texas on the Edgar Slauer and Associates fan text line. Get back out to the phones here, reacting to what Mike Tomlin had to say about uh, the Steelers at his season-ending press conference, 412-928-9370. Jason's in Pittsburgh. Hello, Jason. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yep. I have a suggestion for OC. I want to see what you think about it. Okay. Uh, Mike Malarkey, if you could coax, coax him out of retirement, and I'll tell you why. He has experience, obviously. He has ties to the organization. We know that the Steelers and Rooney's love to operate that way. Three, he has experience and success developing quarterbacks, developed Cordell Stewart. Uh, and four, I always just like the way he – conducted business. I think he looks at the strengths of what players he has. He designs a system around that instead of the Canada offense. He has an offense and he tries to push people into it and it doesn't work. What do you think? So you think a coach that's been out of football now for more than a half decade is going to come here and make Kenny Pickett a better player? I think he would make Kenny a better player, yes. And you would say that he definitively developed Cordell Stewart into a finished product and a great quarterback? I would think so, yes. Well, Tommy Maddox took over for Cordell the next year. He did. He did. Yeah, thank you, Jason. 
I just, I, I'm always curious. I love our listeners. Just the things that go through people's brains fascinate me. Tomlin talked for a half an hour about all kinds of stuff today, and one of our first callers is, let's bring in Mike Malarkey as the next offensive coordinator. I love people that think outside the box and try to come up with unique perspectives, but damn, I did not have that on my Pony and Muller bingo card today. Why is Mike Malarkey not been, of Mike Malarkey. Why has Mike Malarkey not been employed in the NFL for several years? Well, I think he is right. He retired. Yeah, but, but I mean, if somebody thought, let me put it this way. If somebody thought Mike Malarkey could change you know, their team around, their fortunes, don't you think somebody would call him up and offer him a large bag of money to unretire? Yeah, how long's uh, Moore been coaching for? Tom Moore. He's like, what, 90 now? I think he's still on Tampa Bay staff. He's the guy that Tomlin was talking about outside the organization. They're going to bring him in. And He's 85. Richard is next. Hello, Richard. Hello, fellas. Hey, man. Hey, uh, uh, you know what? Uh, we, we, we've all pretty much assumed now that Kenny's the number one quarterback. I mean, Tomlin pretty much said that. But you know why I think he the, – the, the things he's repeated – uh, time and time again, is he, he's intrigued by his fourth quarter comeback. He did he bring that up again. He did bring that again. up again. You're right. Yeah, and I, I think he's intrigued by that. I think I think he realizes maybe he screwed up a little bit by keeping the OC long. You know, and, and let's give him a fair shot. Let's have some competition. Hey, I, I'm a Kenny guy, and I'm not. I don't even like Pitt. I really don't. I just like his moxie. I just like his intangibles. I do. And if, if they what do you think of his tangibles? His fourth quarter, his fourth quarter comeback. I think that they told him, "Listen, you got to keep." I think it was a generic um, uh, uh, offense, and I think he was just don't screw it up. And in the fourth quarter, when they need you, they they let him go. They and I, I just let's give him a chance. I think. Listen, I think they, well, that's the organization's approach. I mean, you you sound like a Mike Tomlin acolyte on that. I mean, they're what they're hoping for, what they're looking for next year is pretty much exactly the way you summarized it who has had a more fair chance as Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph Kenny Pickett because he's had way more starts but why do I not hear anybody not that I think either guy is the long-term answer but you hear people make that case for Rudolph for sure I hear it from Chris Hoke I hear it from Paul Alexander and I hear it from who's the other Mark Mark Cavalli okay so those three media guys people that are in this building even but the average Steelers fan, let's say the average Kenny fan, why don't I hear Mason Rudolph deserves a chance if we're just talking about production in balance? Will is on the fan. Hello, Will. Hi, Will. Hey, uh, so this situation with uh, Kenny and stuff with Tomlin saying you know, he's going to next year's uh, QB1 with competition kind of gives me the same vibe as last year with uh, Canada, how they brought him back an extra year when they probably should have cut bait, or they definitely should have cut bait that offseason. Um, That's an interesting way of looking at it. I, 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 think I, that think, th- I think that there's probably some merit to that point. It's like we can't bring ourselves to cut ties this fast because there's years left on the contract and we thought so highly of the person. So we're going to bring them back as like a last chance saloon type thing. I, yeah, I, I think that's I, fair. I think, um, and also bringing in a new coordinator, um, a really good point that I've, I've seen around is that you're bringing them in to, to adjust their offense to the strengths of your quarterback. And I think we really don't know what Kenny does well, his strengths of what he does well. And I think like he that He makes fourth quarter itself, comebacks, Will. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, I think that in itself will 
will kind of make the, the that process a little bit more difficult than, uh, than instead of just saying, oh, if there's a new coordinator, it'll just solve all of the problems that come with, with Kenny. All right, Will. Thank you. What is, Pony, you're, you've been mostly out on picket lately, but you are holding the door slightly open for him, certainly more so than I am, so I'll pose that question to you. Don't say his moxie. What does a offense that puts Kenny Pickett's strengths on display look like? For example, an offense that put Peyton Manning's strengths on display puts him under center, gets him in the traditional pocket play-action game, and lets him do his thing. An offense that puts Lamar Jackson's skills on display makes his legs a factor, sometimes gets him out of the pocket, changes throwing angles, things like that. What does an offense that puts Kenny Pickett's skills that you like on display look like in the NFL? I thought it was going to be like quick processing, trust him to find the open guy, quickly go through his reads, look at the way defenses are lined up pre-snap, find the miss the 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 matchup uh, where it's uh, you know there's a mismatch, exploit it, take advantage of it, like the cerebral quarterback offense, not the hyper athlete offense, the one where you trust a guy to for the most part from the pocket make really good decisions with the ball and make plays. And, and I think that offense can still work. It's just a question of right now if Pickett is equipped to do that. I mean, that's really like, of the teams that are left, that's kind of what Detroit does with Goff. That's what Tampa does with Baker Mayfield. That's what Houston does with Stroud. It's what the, it's what the Niners do. I know everyone says yeah, it's with Kyle's Purdy. offense, but it's absolutely what the Niners do. Yeah. I mean, that's what I think Kenny, that's what I think ideally Kenny plays like, but we saw that outside of the fourth quarter, uh, few and far between this past season. 